Welcome to Uncorked, another podcast brought to you by Team Corker. I'm still Steph, and joining me today is Bro. I love that you call me Bro. Yeah, Chief Bro Officer, CBO. <laughs> the, the funder of the podcast. The funder, the founder, <laughs> the eternal source of inspiration for these podcasts. <laughs> It's perfect timing, bro, because this is the last week of November and we are rolling into the final month of 2018. And of all of the things I love about you, one of the very powerful Matt Corker lessons is to finish strong. Well, I actually think this is a Steph Corker lesson. Oh, dear. Because, you know, December typically has this air of celebration. It's kind of like the write-off month. People go on vacation, people are winding down at the office, there's 17 million Christmas parties or holiday parties that are happening around town, and it's kind of like, you just kind of write off this month, not much gets done, quote unquote. And then, on the other side, you know, not much gets done in the office, but then your retail shops, your hospitality outlets, like those are jam-packed, because everyone's out celebrating with their teams, Everyone's out celebrating with their family and friends. Like, it's a big deal in December. And so because it's this, like, celebratory air in this month, what can tend to be overlooked is the fact that you still have 31 days. 31 juicy, awesome, full of kinetic and potential energy (laughs) days remaining in the year. Yeah, and so if you have a whole month, like, don't waste it. Amen. And I think that you've actually been, like, the one who really has taught me about what does it mean to finish strong rather than, like, End it with, like, a nice pretty bow singing Christmas carols around a tree, Mm. you know? You know, there's two stories that come top of mind when you say that. Um, One is, I think it was, in fact, last Christmas, we were up at the cabin together as a family, and we received a call from a client on, like, December 26th looking for help, and you were like, clear the decks. It's time to work. There's four days left in the year. I was like... Gosh darn it, I love this. Well, we had a quarterly goal, and this client was going to make our quarterly goal. Amen! It's not over till it's over. That was awesome. And the second is, uh, you know, I wish there was only one example, but there's actually been many examples where my Ironman race has come down to the last six miles or 600 meters. And it's, it's a very powerful way to finish a long day. Because whether it's a great day, a great race, or maybe not a great race, there really is something about remembering that you didn't give up at the end. And you didn't give up when it got hard. And I can say, I I didn't give up. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I've gone head to head and had sprint finishes. And I I don't know if I've ever actually won one of them. (laughs) (laughs) But what I can say is I've never given up. Mm -hmm. So... Like, they might just be faster, but now I have this off-season to learn to get faster, but I've never given up. (laughs) And so I think there's that of just, when it comes down to the last month, how do you get gritty and tough and what are you up for doing differently? 
to to make the month really count. And on the other side of this month, as you have put it, January, don't waste January planning for the next year. Be ready for January. Be ready for the start line known as a new year and get going. And one of our favorite things to do in December is a retreat. Yeah, and it's actually what we recognize is it usually happens at the last week of November, early December, and we go on this little retreat. It you it used to be the wrap up of our quarter of our fiscal year, right? And um, we've changed our fiscal year so it doesn't actually fall on um, in the winter anymore. It falls in the summer, which is actually really interesting because now it, there's a little bit more energy and excitement around launching a new fiscal year in the summer. Yet there's still this energetic momentum there's this natural momentum around the close of one calendar year and the opening of another one well i want to just qualify bro yes we have of course now and i love that we've been in this for so many years our own business fiscal years but this retreat actually began before we were even in business together we were still closing out our year asking and answering these questions you created this before so it's a little bit of, so we call it the retreat and re is in brackets because really it's a treat to a be treat. able to do this. <laughs> and the interesting thing is that it was inspired and curated by a number of different practices that we do throughout the year, but we really do intentionally at the end of the year. And the first thing we did is actually um, ask ourselves 10 questions that our good friend Paulina Cameron wrote in a blog post one year, and it's just resonated so much. So hat tip, full cred goes to Paulina Cameron on this. And the 10 questions were, where did I thrive this year? Where did I struggle? Who was important in my life and why? What lessons am I grateful for learning this year? Where and how was I courageous? What brought me joy? How did I treat my body, my mind, my spirit, and my heart? How did I show up for the people I care about? Which situations triggered fear or discomfort? Was I able to move through them? How or why not? And then my favorite question is the last one. What habits served me well and which didn't? And these 10 questions given the opportunity to sit and reflect on these 10 questions and take pen to paper and actually write out the answers really shows, like, it just makes them real. All of a sudden, that habit of procrastinating or when I think about how I showed up for the people in my life, it's like, ooh, how I don't actually think I showed up for the people in my life in a way that I wanted to. Or I did, but it was conditional. Or, man, I showed up so powerfully for my community this year. And it's really an interesting exercise, I would say. So, for context, we did send these questions out in our November cork board. And now it's the end of November, and we will make sure that they're included in the uh, link below so that if you weren't able to scribe out those questions as you were saying them, they are in the link below. And what I find powerful when you lead this this work, because you participate in it and you, and you lead it, um, what, I mean, maybe it's not what, if I can be so bold, why does this matter, bro? It matters because you'll only continue getting the same things unless you can articulate what those same things are. 
So a lot of times people would like go with the flow or this is just how my life is. This is just what is expected or this is like more of the same. Until you can artic- until we can articulate what that same is, we can actually see, do I want it? Do I want it? Do I want to change it? Do I want to transform it? Do I want something completely different? And so here, I'll make a real example. I may show up to work every day. Um, let me not use the first person. A client of mine is struggling showing up to work every day because there's a lot of complaining happening around her. And in that experience, she's like, I don't want complaint. I don't want to be in a state of complaint. Yet before one of our conversations, she just assumed like, this is how it's going to be. I'm going to show up to work and this is the environment that it's just going to, like, this is the air around me. This is, if I was a fish, this is the water to the fish. Like, this is just how the world is. And then when we articulated I'm walking into a sea of complaint. They're like, wow, I don't actually want that. And so when we label it, when we identify it, then we can actually look and say, is this something I want to carry forward with me next year? So one of my favorite questions to ask at the end of these questions is actually inspired by one of my MBA professors. And she always asked us, now that you know this, what do you actually know? And so it was like... Wait, pause. Say that one again. This is very powerful. Now that you know this, what do you actually know? So now that you know that you walk into a sea of complaint every day, what do you now know needs to be done, needs to be changed, needs to be altered, needs to be reconsidered? Like, what is the new knowledge that comes from this awareness? Super powerful. And that to me is... um, the starting point of the retreat. Then from that, when you ask like, okay, what do I really want? Then it's about writing two, like taking out two sheets of paper and on one sheet of paper writing everything that I want and on the other sheet of paper writing everything I don't want for the next year of my life. Everything that is a yes for me and everything that's a no. What are the things that I've gained in awareness through those questions that I actually need to stop doing, that I need to stop giving my energy to, that I need to stop making time for, and then everything that I want, the big dreams, the hopes, the wishes, the wouldn't it be nice ifs, all of those go into the piece of paper because it doesn't actually matter if they're um, quantifiable or that they have a timeline or like let go of our goal setting structures for just a second and dream and and brainstorm all the things that we actually want. Beautiful. And how can you take this? So first of all, the by when of having these questions answered and powwowing with yourself, your lover, your people you work with, whomever you'd like to share this with, what is the by when that you recommend having this work done by? Oh man, like tomorrow? Um. <laughs> tomorrow. That's always Matt Quirker's favorite by when. Um, I would say like give yourself the opportunity to find an environment and a situation that allows you to um, have dedicated time and space to do it. So this isn't the hour block in between two meetings. This is find a cozy spot in your living room or go up to the cabin with your loved ones 
and do whatever you need to do to just allocate sacred time and space for it so that you don't feel like your brain is being pulled anywhere else except for deeper into the questions. Beautiful. And I would articulate a solid by when would be before December 25th. Oh my gosh. Like before December 10th. Before December 10th. Because then you get to like benefit from the new commitments that you've made with yourself, the new um, practices and the ultimate part of the retreat is you set five powerful goals for yourself five goals that you would be willing to fail thank you brian scudamore from 1-800-GOT-JUNK and o2e brands like he says what are the five things that you're you would want to chase after so badly that you would actually be willing to fail at them Gosh, I love it. It gives me goosebumps. I get so excited about that. Five willing to fail goals. You're willing to put your ego aside. You're willing to put looking good aside. You might be scared to articulate them out loud, yet you look back on last year and say, if I'm going to be really honest with only myself, only inside of my heart, these are the things that I crave, that I desire, that I don't need to justify, that I'm unapologetic about. Mm-hmm. Frick yes. And so... With these five willing to fail goals out out of the end of it, it's like you may actually need a little bit of a runway before January 1st happens so that you can actually like clean out the fridge. Yeah. Buy the new gear that you said you needed. Do the, have the conversation with your partner or your boss that shows your new commitment. Like buy the journal that you'll keep by your bed. Whatever your willing to fail goal is, you need like some prep time. So that when the gun goes off on January 1st and it's called your 20, the start of your 2019 chasing goals efforts, you actually have given yourself the time and space to do it. I love it. I love it. Um... And this is to me the part of like what it means to live your life through a vision and goal. This is part of what it means to actually declare what you want and go after it. And it doesn't need to be a new house, a new job, and like something physically attainable. One of the questions that I really love to ask is, what do you want in your life? And what do you want to create with your life? So it's not just about the next personal best. It's not just about the next possession or job title. What are we, what are you doing to contribute to the world? How will the world be different because you've been in it? What do you want to create with your life? And that's a willing to fail goal too, in my opinion. Absolutely. What has a goal been for you that you were willing to fail at this past year? I had a goal of racing back-to-back Ironmans Mm. and I went over to Europe on my own. I I was so willing to fail that my agreement with my coach was two days before the race, I had to do a run. And if I couldn't nail the run, then I wasn't going to do the second Ironman. So it was like, in my opinion, down to the wire versus planning or thinking that it was like actually going to happen um and I totally failed I didn't I didn't finish the second race it came down to food poisoning um but still it didn't happen and and what's really cool for me is um in the world of willing to fail goals I've now 
completed 23 Ironmans in my world, which to some people might sound like several. And to many, it's, it's not that many at all. Um, yet what comes up for me in that, and even in sharing that is it's so not about comparison anymore. Mm. I can't set an Ironman goal that compares myself to any other athlete that compares myself even to my past Mm -hmm. that compares myself to how it's been on that race at a different point in time. It's about what am I willing to do on that day when I step on that line, fresh canvas Mm -hmm. and, um, and what I know is that I'm not done with chasing Ironman start lines and what gets to shift is how I create willing to fail goals in the realm of sport and my relationship with sport for next year. Mm-hmm. And what I was thinking of when you were just mentioning, you know, the runway, um, I'm using this time right now as my runway of, of building fitness, which I really love. And just last week on the podcast, we had Cynthia, who's the GM of Soul Cycle Canada. Mm. And she went through some radical changes that were so beautiful um, during this time of year, in fact. And and my, one of my favorite takeaways from her podcast was the power in one decision on one day to go to one yoga class. And what that created for both her and her husband and her family and how she shows up in the world, um, just as you mentioned. And and I love that. Uh, I love examples like that. I love, you know, I love the Cynthia stories. And I, I love looking back on what Iron Man has brought me in and what mm-hmm. Iron Man, you know, is still left to to teach me really Mm -hmm. teach me if I consider it one of my favorite teachers so what about you willing to fail goals of 2018 2018 so the willing to fail goal of 2018 is that Chad and I said that we would have eggs for our a potential baby or hopefully two and the reality when we set our goals last November we were like we don't know anyone who would put up their hand to say, please take my eggs to help start a family. And we said it and it was so big. And right now, what's really interesting is that we're about halfway through the process with our potential egg donor and halfway through what means like the medical process of um, making sure she is in a place health-wise to donate. And the interesting thing in this is that in a couple weeks, we may actually have eggs and embryos. And in a couple weeks, we actually may not. Mm-hmm. And it's not actually about, like, did I plan well? Did we do everything? Like, sometimes there's this element of chance and luck that comes into play in our lives. And that doesn't mean we're less committed to the goal. And so Beautiful. whether it's food poisoning or a medical procedure or just happenstance, um, there's some things that like sidetrack our goals and it's so for for Chad and I it's like we've never been more committed and riding the roller coaster of trying to start a family is real and I think the coolest thing now is as I say this everything's looking positive with our egg donor so it's very likely I would say that we would be able to complete this goal and next year I look ahead and I'm like and now we have to find a surrogate someone who would be willing to carry our, our babies and um, that feels like a willing to fail goal that is going to make it up onto the block for 2019. 
So. Heck yeah. So if anyone really liked being pregnant and wants to be pregnant and doesn't want any kids after yeah. being pregnant, like you're done having your own and you're really keen to be a surrogate, just, you know, give us a holla. Matt at thecorkercompany.com. Yeah. Hook a brother up. <laughs> Literally. All right, bro. Just like that, we get to wrap. What's yeah. making your heart beat faster? Uh, you know, I get really excited. Um, in a couple of weeks, we're going to be hosting Cousins Christmas. And Aww. one of the... Um, the great things about living on the West Coast is we're closer to our cousins um, that we've grown up with pretty sporadically throughout our lives and now more consistently. And they're like cool adults now, you know, like two of them are married. It's like the families are growing and I'm so excited to um, just have us all around a big table. That's so cool. You know, as soon as I asked the question, I thought what's making my heart beat faster is the fact that as a family, we will all be back on the big island for Christmas this year. And Mm. um, you know what I can say is eight years ago, I set a goal that we celebrate Christmas as a family uh, on a beach in Hawaii. And I always thought it would be Maui. And I love that it's Kona. And I can't wait. Steph secretly has called our holiday uh, training camp. It's not a secret. It's a fact. (laughs) And we're up at five o'clock and you better be on your bike. I've already packed it. So with that, happy retreat and set some really big...